welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on the iTunes feed as well, never missing one single show. Telling your friends is also very important. Please spread the word on that. Uh, I've got a few new likes and listeners over the last few weeks and months, so please help me out. Spread the word and leave the review on iTunes. So I had a massive rant to start that last two-parter, and uh, I was going to do the same exact kind of thing today, but, you know, this is already going to be a weird enough show. Uh, Let's just say that weird things are going on. Personal life is great, so no worries about that. Uh, Trying to move on to the next chapter of the professional life while trying to create a cnjradio.com empire. Uh, Enough stuff to make your head spin, but uh, like I said, this show is going to be weird enough this week. Uh, It's about that time. It's becoming a tradition here on Rock Strikes 10. Uh, A forced one, uh, but You know, it's something I definitely like to do, uh, trying to make a positive out of a negative, and I get some decent feedback here when I do these particular shows. This is probably going to be the weirdest show, top to bottom, I've ever done. Uh, I think I'm going to have to call that right away. So, get ready. We're going to range all the way from country to thrash to jazz. Are you ready for that? I I hope you are, uh, because... What could possibly make that happen on Rock Strikes 10? Well, we have more deaths to discuss this year. Even since I did the last one a few months ago, they just, they're just uh, fallen, man. And it seems to happen like, you know, those two or three in a row, as you always say, they go in threes. But uh, this was all within the last three months. And uh, I I combed for a few that I wasn't even aware of. So we're going to learn about a few people you may not have known. I mean, some people just don't get the same amount of press as somebody else would, but that's why I do this show. So let's uh, get on with Volume 2 of The Fallen of 2013. Starting off uh, with somebody that actually died around the time I actually did the first volume, and I didn't really quite know how to include this person. I thought they were important enough. I had a few ways to go with this. So uh, the first person, and we're going in order here of date, on April 8th, 2013, it was the death of Annette Finicello. And you're probably thinking, Joey, why would you why would you do that? I mean, you're really stretching here for Rock Strikes 10. I may stretch a little bit further as it contains the representation of her here, but I'm going to go this route. You know, I, 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 yeah, I do have the duet that she did with Fishbone on the Back to the Beach movie and soundtrack. Uh, that would be very apropos. Uh, but I gotta say, I, I'm struggling to do a volume two of Trainwreck duets because I really want to revisit that, so I'm banking that one for that particular episode. But uh, this song seems to be calling me to play it. It's one of my all-time favorite songs just because it's uh, just a nice song, I gotta say, and that's another reason why I'm such a big fan of the Beach Boys. So I'm going to play the Beach Boys to represent Annette Funicello, and I'll tell you why. Uh, a few different reasons. Number one, she actually did do a duet with the Beach Boys for the soundtrack to the song she sang called The Monkey's Uncle. Not playing that either because I think the song's just a little too silly for this show. And I'm not even that big of a fan of the song. It's kind of a, you know, kind of a novelty record that doesn't really do anything for me. But uh, I'm going to play this song by the Beach Boys. It's called Disney Girls 1957. Of course, the obvious reason Annette was an original... Disney girl, like the the Mouseketeers. So she's important for that reason, of course. I'm sure a lot of guys that grew up in the 50s had a big thing for her. Uh, you know, I've seen the pictures. Uh, but the other thing, this kind of is a callback to the Volume 1 show. I didn't quite know how to do anything for this person, but it's an important figure in music. In this song, uh, Bruce Johnston, the guy who wrote this song, name-checks Patty Page. And Patty Page was the first major music death of this year. So it's kind of a callback to that. And also for Annette Funicello. So here you go. First song tonight in tribute to Patty Page and also, of course, Annette Funicello. Here is Disney Girls, 1957.
changing style Just in time Words that rhyme Will bless your soul Now I'll fill your hands With kisses and A Tootsie Roll For reality It's not There you go. That was the Beach Boys with Disney Girls off of the amazing 1971 record called Surf's Up. I am a staunch defender of Beach Boys material, especially from 1966 through the, let's say, 1973 era, and that's a part of it. So do yourself a favor and get with that stuff. Basically anything starting with Smile, you know, anything post-Pet Sounds, and right before 15 Big Ones. Uh, just a, a great era for that band. And they did a lot of it without Brian Wilson, and it just shows how talented the entire band was. Still, I think, one of the most misunderstood bands in the history of music. So there you go. Hope you enjoyed that. we got plenty of other different types of music to come, so stick with me here. I, I really hope you enjoy this show. I'm a little nervous about this one, to be honest with you. And another reason why is because next up, we're going to talk about the death of George Jones. Yes, George Jones is is an icon in the world of country music, so what's he doing here on Rock Strikes 10? Well, I figured out a way to squeak him in. Uh, it would have been apropos if I hadn't included him, because he could have no-showed Rock Strikes 10 in the fall of 2013. But, uh, and, uh, but you know, I decided, let, let, let's put him in here. You know, And I've enjoyed some of the old-school George Jones stuff. Uh, he's written uh, probably some of the better breakup songs in the history of country music. I'll go with that. And, you know, manly man type stuff, so... 
If that's ever your bag, you could do a lot worse than George Jones. But I'm revisiting this record that I've done before here on the show. I was talking about my Trainwreck duet show, and I included a song from this particular record on that episode. And it's also a duet between a country guy and a rock guy. So back uh, right at the dawn of the 80s, uh, Elvis Costello got a massive country music kick and recorded an album of all country music called Almost Blue. Uh, he did a session. He invited a whole bunch of Nashville guys to come down and play. Uh, you know, Because he had already gotten the bug actually performing with George Jones around 1979. And that's when he recorded this particular track from what my notes say. Uh, it originally came on an album called My Very Special Guest by George Jones. Uh, so here you go. Really cool duet between George Jones and one of my favorites, Elvis Costello. Just so I could get him in here on Rock Strikes 10. This is Stranger in the House. Enjoy. But I thought you'd always have those young girls' eyes For now they look entirely in bitter glances At the ghost of a man walking round my disguise George Jones and Elvis Costello with Stranger in the House. Uh, originally from the album My Very Special Guest by George Jones. And also you can get it on Elvis Costello's Almost Blue, the deluxe reissue that Rhino put out. There's my Rhino shill. Uh, any of the stuff they put out off of Rhino for Elvis Costello reissues are the must-owns. 
definitely check those out. Just to prove what a big, massive country western fan Elvis Costello is, he actually wrote that song. That's not a cover. So, there you go. Alright, and now, probably going to say this between every song, but let's just put it in your head between every song. And now for something completely different. Of course, I mean, there's already been, uh, there was a massive death that we talked about on the previous Fallen episode that I did with Logan. Uh, in the metal community, we lost Clive Burr, the original drummer for Iron Maiden, at least the original recorded drummer. Uh, so that was hard enough, but on May 2nd of this year, founding guitarist and writer for Slayer, Jeff Hanneman, passed away. Complications of cirrhosis of the liver, mainly. Massive loss in the heavy metal world. So, and I, I'm a big Slayer fan. Uh, my friends Randy, who does the Synaptic podcast here on CNJ Radio, and uh, also my good friend Logan, they're, they're bigger Slayer fans than I am. So you can imagine how they feel. But uh, Jeff Hanneman, uh, this is a tragic loss for sure, like I said. And uh, yeah, it's weird. It's interesting to see how the band's going to do from here on out because Jeff was a very important writer for the band, uh, lyrically and musically. So. Uh, who knows? But, you know, Slayer is an institution at this point, so perhaps they will be okay. Uh, it's a shame they have to go on without Jeff and subsequently without Dave Lombardo, who is choosing not to be in the band anymore. So that's, they got a tough haul ahead of them. But we're here talking about Jeff Hanneman. Like I said, very important figure, especially in the metal community. Uh, massively influential. I mean, it, I can only imagine how many bands are actually out there doing it now just because of Slayer and Jeff Hanneman's contribution to the band itself. You know, if I was going to introduce somebody to Slayer, this would probably be the song I played for him first. One of the heaviest songs ever, especially up until that point, 1986. But for the genre itself, it just doesn't get any better than Angel of Death. So here you go, turn this one up for Jeff.
right, there you go. That was Slayer with Angel of Death from the 1986 Metal Masterpiece, Rain and Blood. If you're any kind of metal fan, you don't already have that, then they're probably on their way to your house to get you. That's all I can really say. Moving on from Slayer and Jeff Hanneman, rest in peace. I'm going to talk about a fellow by the name of Alan O'Day. And for those of you who know who he is, you're like, you are doing the weirdest show ever, Joey. Uh, I'm not forcing myself to be this weird. That's just the way they fell. So on uh, May 17th of this year, at the age of 72, Alan O'Day passed away due to brain cancer. Uh, Horrible, horrible. This is a guy who actually has done something that a lot of people haven't. He's in a very exclusive club of writing a number one hit as well as performing and writing a number one hit. So one, he had number one on his own, and one he wrote for somebody. In 74, he wrote a song called Angie Baby that Helen Reddy made number one. And then he went solo just a few years after that. And in 1977, he had his one and only hit as a performer with a song called Undercover Angel. And I have to also give it up for Alan. You know, most people say I could go ahead and skip this one possibly. But I just couldn't in in good conscience because, uh, you know, I just recently heard this song for the first time, maybe about a year or two ago. And it's it's a fine song. It's a fun song. It's a, it's a cool little pop song, as you'll hear. Uh, but the thing that I love the most about Alan O'Day is just looking up his career, I found out that he was a songwriter for more than 100 songs in the series history of Muppet Babies. And uh, that one... Hits me right there, right in the heart, because when I was a kid growing up, that was my show. Never missed it. So, there you go. This is for you, Alan. I'm sure, uh, as well as me appreciating that, I'm sure Adam in Cleveland will. And, uh, yeah. So, here you go. For Alan O'Day, this is his uh, number one hit as a performer with Undercover Angel. There you go.
from 1977. That was Alan O'Day with Undercover Angel. Like I said, like I said, fun song. I think that's a cool pop song. And it went to number one, so who knew? I, I had never heard the song until like two years ago. And I'm sure maybe some of you out there that grew up in that time might remember that song. So let me know if you do. Let me know if you hate me for playing it, but uh, I had to. Because uh, there you go. Rest in peace, Alan O'Day. Uh, now moving on to a, a very significant death. Got a lot of press, of course, and rightfully so. Back on May 20th, Ray Manzarek, founder and keyboard player for The Doors, uh, died of cancer. Uh, a lot of cancer going around, which is horrible. Uh, but like I said, uh, that that's a big one right there. And, you know, he was he was the keyboard player in lieu of even having a bass player. The The Doors never had a permanent bass player and that's mainly what Ray's job was and to just add color to the song and I think he did a great job I mean his his keyboard sound is definitely a massive massive part of what the Doors sound is and this is probably my favorite song he ever did with them as far as just like he he's kind of the star of this song for me he's going just as crazy up there as Jim is so here you go from one of my favorite, I'd say probably my personal favorite Doors album, Waiting for the Sun. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the debut album's pretty flawless, but this is my personal fave. So off my personal favorite, Waiting for the Sun, this is Not to Touch the Earth. Touch the earth, not to see the sun, nothing left to do but run, 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 let's run, let's run. House upon the hill, moon is lying still, shadows of the trees, witnessing the wild breeze, come on baby, run with me, let's run.
That was The Doors with Not to Touch the Earth in memory of Ray Manzarek. And that was actually part of a bigger piece of music called Celebration of the Lizard, which uh, finally got its release on an album, I think, uh, on the Legacy release. So go check that out. That's like It's almost like an extended version ending with Not to Touch the Earth. It's the only part of that piece that made it to the actual record of Waiting for the Sun itself. So... Uh, I think there's a long version of it on Absolutely Live as well. But the studio version originally, you can hear it now on the Legacy. So go check it out. That's a Legacy is a great two-disc 101 for people that have nothing by the doors and, and want to dip their toe in it. So that's a good one right there. Or just get Waiting for the Sun before I start uh, doing the Kids in the Hall bit, you know, about you'll be real Doors fan and get Morrison Hotel. All right. That was probably just for me. Uh, but literally the day after Rayman Zarek died, uh, we had another big death in the, in the. I, mean, I think it's a big death in the rock community. He didn't get a ton of press, but uh, on May 21st, Trevor Boulder died, and great bass player, uh, one of my favorite bass players actually, just from listening to the stuff he's played on over the years. He was a member of the Spiders from Mars band. Yes, uh, David Bowie's most famous backing band, and he played on that record. And, uh, you know, definitely not discounting the stuff that he did with Uriah Heep because he was with Uriah Heep from 1977 pretty much all the way till his death, actually. You know, so the discography for that goes on till uh, two years ago. So, longtime member of Uriah Heep. You know, his contributions uh, to the Bowie records, like I said, he played on Hunky Dory, Ziggy Stardust, Aladdin's Sane, and Pinups. So, I mean, right then and there... Uh, his legacy is cemented, I think. And usually on Rock Strikes 10, I try not to go too obvious, but I'm really going to make an exception for Trevor here, and I'll tell you why. First of all, like I said, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and The Spiders from Mars is one of the greatest albums of all time. Top to bottom, it's just one of the best. It's a, it's a perfect album. And number two, back when, uh, you know, and I, I miss doing this. I used to used to jam a lot with uh, my CNJ radio partner, Chris. Uh, Chris is a hell of a bass player and a very good six-string player as well. Uh, we used to jam Ziggy Stardust, and it wasn't until I started playing it with him that I realized just how amazing the bass lines were that Trevor wrote uh, for that record. And then I started really listening to the bass when I listened to those old Bowie records. So when you go back and listen to any of those records... Just listen to the bass and what he's doing on there. He's not playing conventional stuff. He's not just in the pocket. He's kind of playing his own thing, but it's it's so good you don't even you may not even notice it. But I really want you to listen. And this is actually one of the best examples. So you've been very patient with me listening to all these crazy songs I'm playing tonight, all from different genres. I'm gonna play you something very familiar here, and another reason because the bass line on this song is so cool. So really listen to the bass on this one. From the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, here is the title track, Ziggy Stardust. Check it out. Ziggy played guitar, jamming good with Wed and Gilly and the spiders from Mars. He played it left hand, but made it too far. Became the special man, then we were Ziggy's band. Ziggy really sang, screwed up eyes and screwed down hairdo. Like some cat from Japan He could lick them by smiling He could leave them to hang They came on so loaded, man Well hung in snow white tan
jiving us that we were voodoo. The kids were just crass. He was the nass with God-given ass. He took it all too far. But boy, could he play guitar. There you go. For Trevor Boulder, that was Ziggy Stardust by David Bowie and the Spiders from Mars. Like I said, if you don't, you need to get that album for sure. Like, buy that record. It's one of the best records of all time. Easy. There's not much else to say. And and go check out everything that Trevor ever played on, because it's, it's all quality stuff, including the stuff he did with Uriah Heep. All right. And, you know, I need to mention this. I've been meaning to mention this on, like, the last three shows, and I keep forgetting because I just start doing the show and I'm I'm all frantic to finish it and everything, and that's usually what goes on when I record these episodes. Uh, but a few weeks ago on the, the Great Decibel Geek podcast, uh, Chris Zenzak and his co-host Aaron Camaro there, they uh, gave me the distinction of being Geek of the Week on the show, and I thought that was awesome, and I wanted to thank them publicly here on the air for including me as as one of the geeks of the week, and I really appreciate that. And at the same time, they did a great job of talking up Rock Strikes 10, especially Chris, because I know, I know Chris actually listens, so thanks for that. And it really, it wasn't until I heard that, I, I honestly didn't realize how weird my show is. Like, this is the episode where I would have noticed it right off, but I actually got hip to this a few weeks ago because when he was trying to describe the show, he was like saying it's not uncommon to hear uh, like 50s doo-wop and then Slayer. So I, I, I love that, but I just didn't realize how crazy the show can get sometimes. So I, I, I appreciate anybody who still listens to this show because I realize it's probably not for everybody, but at the same time, I kind of, maybe I kind of program it for everybody. But uh, uh, we've already played some Slayer, so it's not quite doo-wop. We're going to play some 50s Rockabilly now. And the reason we're doing that is because we're celebrating the life of Marshall Little. I believe I'm pronouncing that right, because his last name is spelled L-Y-T-L-E, so it's either Little or Lytle. Who knows? But he died on May 25th of this year, and Marshall was an original member, uh, original bass player, much like Trevor Boulder, and he was the original bass player for Bill Haley and his Comets. He was one of the original Comets. And that band is so important to the early days of rock and roll. Not even funny. I mean, just for Rock Around the Clock alone, kind of built off of that as far as like what a band could do. you know. So Bill Haley and his Comets, very important figure. And I love the fact that Bill Haley had already been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like I think the first year, like 1987. And... It's something that the Hall finally has got right uh, out of the many things they have done wrong. But I'll give them their due. They started to go back and induct the backing groups into the Hall of Fame. So the Comets actually did get inducted last year in 2012. So very cool. Marshall was alive to get his due, and a lot of people never achieved that. So I thought that was really cool. And I've got a few Bill Haley tracks here and there. I mean, I'm not going to go obvious. You know, I'm not going to play Rock Around the Clock or See You Later, Alligator, and I love those songs, but uh, this is a great song, and it really does spotlight Marshall. You hear that great stand-up bass. So here you go. This is Bill Haley and his comments with Crazy Man, Crazy. Crazy. 
crazy man, crazy. Crazy man, crazy. Crazy man, crazy. Oh man, that music's gone, gone. Said crazy man, crazy. Crazy man, crazy. Crazy man, crazy. Oh man, that music's gone, gone. When I go out and I want a treat, find me a man with a solid beat. From 1953, that was Bill Haley and his Comets with Crazy Man, Crazy. Uh, you can find that on many different things. Uh, at the most, I would definitely, once again, shill for Rhino and recommend the Loud, Fast, and Out of Control box set, which is the best 50s box set I've ever come by. So I'm going to have to recommend that one. Uh, it's tough finding a good Bill Haley best of that's all original recordings. Uh, so good luck. <laughs> Let me know if you find a really good anthology, because I actually want to get one myself. I want originals. All right. Damn it. All right. Next guy we're going to talk about here is a gentleman by the name of Johnny Smith, professionally. Born John Henry Smith. He actually died at the ripe old age of 90 this year on June 11th. Uh, he's actually a jazz musician, what they call the, the genre of cool jazz. And why am I going to play a jazz guy on the show? Well, because he wrote one of the most important songs in the early era of rock and roll. It's a song called Walk, Don't Run. When that song was covered by the Ventures, it just it took instrumental rock, first of all, to a whole other level. Uh, the Ventures were, you know, pardon the pun, instrumental in doing such. But uh, I think Walk, Don't Run is actually one of the most important songs in the history of rock music. And it just happens to be a jazz song originally, written by a jazz guy. At least he was a guitar player, right? So this one will be, I think, pretty easy to digest. Just reading up on the history of the song here, it says that it was voted number 82 on the Rolling Stone magazine, 100 Greatest Guitar Songs of All Time. So, yeah, okay. Thanks, Rolling Stone. But that's pretty obvious. Actually, it's a little too low in my opinion, so let's say. Yeah, F Rolling Stone. And you know why, especially this week. I don't think I have to go into it too much. I've been a long-time boycotter of that magazine. Anyway, sorry, I don't mean to get away from Johnny Smith. But this is for Johnny Smith and the legacy you left behind just for this song alone. So thank you for writing it, and now we're going to enjoy it. It's kind of a callback to the last episode. We're going to enjoy the original version of Walk, Don't Run. So here you go. Check it out. Thank you. 
All right, that was Walk, Don't Run by Johnny Smith. That song dates all the way back to 1954. There you go. That was the original recording by Johnny Smith. So thank you, Johnny, for writing that song and for changing music forever. And I mean that. So uh, Next guy we're going to talk about here is another pioneer, in my opinion. Uh, I was really upset when this guy didn't get the proper press. I mean, he's he's been dead for less than a, than a month. But Bobby Blue Bland uh, died on June 23rd. And, yeah, I'm just, like I said, I'm just pissed that he did not get the proper respect. I mean, this guy was a pioneer, innovator, a discoverer of talent. Uh, he yeah. Just go go read his bio. I could talk about him all day. Uh, an amazing voice, an amazing writer, all all that good stuff. I mean, he came from came from Memphis, and I think when he got inducted in the Hall of Fame, they said he was uh, second only to BB King in stature uh, from the Memphis Beale Street scene. And uh, yeah, I, I think he's right there with him. I Bobby is an amazing talent. Like I said, great singer. And this also harkens back to the last episode because I actually was thinking about playing this. But I was like, oh yeah, and he just died, so I decided to do it on this particular episode, of course. Uh, so for those of you old school Whitesnake fans, you might be familiar with this song, because they recorded it back in 78. Uh, but my all-time favorite song by Bobby Blue Bland is a song called Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City. And if you've never heard this before, prepare to be blown away. So here you go. This one's for Bobby. Check it out. <laughs> Heart of the 
Alright, there you go. That was Bobby Blue Bland with Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City from 1974 off of the album Dreamer. Get whatever you can on him. Uh, like I said, he's great. Uh, that song has been covered uh, literally over two dozen times, I think, and even sampled by some hip-hop artists here and there. Uh, but you need to go check out some Bobby Blue Bland. If you're a fan of soul and blues, like a mix of that crossover, uh, then, then check him out. There's really not much else to say. Go read up on him, too. All right, the last one here tonight uh, is for a guy named Alan Myers. And Alan Myers, he wasn't the original drummer, but he was the most famous drummer for Devo. And I'm a big Devo fan, of course, and uh, he played on all the records that you're familiar with by them. So definitely an important figure, especially in, uh, you know, even early punk rock or new wave, whatever you want to call it. But if there was ever an innovative band, especially in the era of the mid-70s, it was Devo. They were so ahead of their time. And it's a big loss for sure. And Alan was a very important part of that band. They used, his nickname was the Human Metronome because uh, he could just he could keep up with anything. He could play as fast or as slow as you want. It was always dead on accurate. So that's something that's it's kind of uh, people people that have never played drums before. You know, it's it's hard to wrap that around your head. But you know, being that consistent and for so long, it's definitely. Uh, I respect that for sure, because I sure as hell can't do it. I've tried and failed many times. Uh, so here you go. It's one of my favorite performances by him, especially if you go look up and YouTube like some live versions of this song. Very cool. And technically, especially on the CD, it's two tracks, but they really do go together, especially because the last part on there, he just starts killing it. Uh, so here you go from the very first proper debut major label album by Devo from Are We Not Men? We are Devo. This is Gut Feeling and Slap Your Mammy.
right, that was Devo with Gut Feeling, along with Slap Your Mammy. From the debut album from 1978, Are We Not Men, We Are Devo. And uh, also another thing about uh, Alan's passing, I remember the day he died, I did see a tweet from Josh Freeze, who uh, currently plays drums for Weezer, but he actually been playing drums for Devo for like 15 years, between 96 and 2012. And he sent out uh, a tweet basically to like just giving it up for Alan, uh, saying he's one of his favorite drummers of all time. And uh, Josh definitely did do his stuff justice. And I know he felt like he was in the shadow of him the whole time. And, and, and I understand that for sure. Uh, so I thought that was really classy that he did that. So all that being said, that's going to do it for the show this week. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show here today. Uh, the Fallen is always a downer of a show. But I hope you enjoyed everything I played on the show here today. It's okay if you didn't. Uh, but I hope you learned something. I hope you discovered something new. And I hope you go purchase it legitimately. Got something really big planned for next week. I hope I can pull it off. So I'm not going to say what it is. But let's just say I hope I can pull it off. I'm going to probably need some help with it too. So that's also a hint that there may be a guest on the show next week. So thank you for tuning in to the show here this week. Uh, please go to cnjradio.com. On the Rock Strikes 10 page, you will see the links to the Facebook, the Twitter, and the email, joey at cnjradio.com. Leave comments on the Facebook. Uh, retweet the show. Uh, some very cool people do that already, especially Tino Fella. Thank you very much. And also enjoy the other programs on cnjradio.com, the flagship, the Wrestling House Show, and the Synaptic with Randy Brown, a true alternative there you go. Thank you very much for joining me. You have a great week. Have fun. Out of the blue When my life is through And the angels ask me To recall The thrill